You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, Nick, we're back after the break. Let's dive into the defensive side of the football uh, where I thought they were stellar again this week. I know last week they came out, had some communication problems in that first half, gave up a couple touchdowns, uh, but then really shut down the Seahawks in the second half. And then this week, um, again, weren't facing a great team in the Texans, uh, but I thought that they played really well on that side of the ball. Yeah, they did. Uh, only giving up uh, three field goals. And, and listen, this is the NFL. Those guys put their leg, their pants on one leg at a the time they get paid to, and they want to go out there and have a, a great show. I mean, last week, you know, they gave up a, a lead to the Colts, allowed them to tie the game. And that was something that Lovey talked about coming into the game against the Broncos is finishing games. He wanted to see his team finish the game. They didn't really uh, do that, but that was a doing part to how well the Broncos play on the defensive side of the ball. We saw, you know, Draymond uh, Jones make plays, DJ Jones uh, making some plays as well, Bradley Chubb. And, and once again, the guy that I've been really impressed with is Randy Gregory. You know, not a lot of time in training camp. Uh, not a lot of preseason games because I know that's kind of the big thing that everyone's talking about. But uh, when the Broncos needed someone to make a play, he went out there and made the play. So that's why I don't get too down on the team overall. I know we got to fix the, the offensive side of things, but the defense came out there. They played well. And, uh, they tackled well. So everything is looking up for the defense, and we're going to need them next week against uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I mean, the, the defense is the strength of this football team at this point, right? And and we've seen that now for the last, you know, couple of years that that's been the strength of this football team. And I think that's, a, again, the case this year. And I, I think you're right, Nick, that the pass rush has been really good. When you've got, you know, Randy Gregory on one side and Bradley Chubb on the other, uh, it, it, they, they've shown they can create some havoc. I mean, Bradley Chubb had two sacks last week. You know, Randy Gregory has the one this week. It was a strip sack and they, they nearly recovered the ball. Draymond Jones had two sacks today. It looks like he could have a really big year, especially, you know, after a few years of everybody saying, this is Draymond's year, this is Draymond's year. It feels like this could really be Draymond's year. I, I did want to pick your brain on the secondary. We saw some young guys out there. Caden uh, Stearns obviously played the entire game in place of Justin Simmons, who's out for a while. Uh, and then you've got Damari Mathis, rookie corner, comes in for Pat Sertan when he goes down in the second quarter. And I thought I thought he played really well. I mean, I, I, you know, Brandon Cooks got him a couple times. That's going to happen when you go up against a guy like Brandon Cooks, who's played a lot of football, um, you know. But I thought I thought both Caden Stearns and Damari Mathis had pretty solid games for being guys that don't really have. I mean, I guess Caden played quite a bit last year, but for Damari to come in and play like that, I, I thought was was pretty um, you know good to see. Yeah, this is where uh, you know having depth on your team, George, is, is really important. I know that's something 
that uh, GM George Payton wanted to do on both sides of the ball. And Damari Mathis, I said, I told everyone in trading camp, he wears 27. He reminds me of my former teammate, Dan Williams, not just because he wears 27. It's just kind of the strap, the scrappiness that comes along uh, with him. And, and obviously, you, you're a rookie. Derek Stingley on the opposite side, he has his issues with Cortland Sutton. So you're going to have your issues in this league when you're a young player and you're trying to figure these things out. But the idea is you just go out there and uh, compete. And I feel as though he has competed and knowing as though he's getting this game time now and unfortunately it was due to a PS2 injury, it's going to help, you know, move his career along as well. Now, you mentioned Caden Stearns, a guy who I've been really impressed with since the Broncos drafted him last year. A lot of playing time, you know, last year. And obviously I knew he was going to be okay. There's no replacing Justin Simmons. Let me just go ahead and put that out there right away. But uh, when you look at the stat sheet, you look at who led the team in tackles. There were three people, Jeremiah Jones, Kareem Jackson, and Caden Stearns. And the biggest thing for me I wanted to walk away as far as looking from a defensive standpoint was, well, when Caden's in there, is he going to put himself in a tough situation? And the great thing was, George, we didn't really hear Caden Stearns' name mentioned. Because usually, like offensive line, you don't know who they are until they start holding. With these guys in the playing in the secondary, you don't know who they are until they start giving up explosive plays. So they didn't do that. They tackle well. So I was happy with what I saw from those two young guys. Yeah, I mean, I think that both of them, you know, you could look out there next year and see both those guys starting, right? I mean, when you talk yeah. about, um, you know, Kareem Jackson's on, on, you know, towards the end of his career, who knows where he's playing next year, if he's playing next year. You've got Ronald Darby at the other corner spot, but I'm sure that they'd love to have a young guy out there that can play. Uh, and Damari Mathis, I thought, showed some really good things for, for his future. Um, the other the other part I want to talk to you, Nick, we, we talked a lot about it leading up to the game and, and after last week's game is, you know, the, the communication and especially at that inside linebacker spot. Again, no Josie Jewell this week. It sounds like he's he's getting close to maybe returning. I, I would I would be surprised if he doesn't play next Sunday from what what I understand. But Alex Singleton's back out there again this week. Did you see any problems with the communication this week defensively, especially, you know, when it's coming from a guy like Alex Singleton who you know, hasn't played in this defense a ton? No, it wasn't like it was against the Seattle Seahawks for, you know, the obvious reasons. First game of the season is on the road. Everyone's emotional. They want to win for uh, Russell. But I did see some uh, communication flaws, but that was based on, you know, formations and routes that were, that the Texans, uh, Pep Hamilton, offensive coordinator, that he was running and putting those linebackers in some tough situations. And they're going to see the same thing when they face the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday Night Football. And what I'm talking about is those short crosses. You get, you know, two wide receivers, one on the right, one on the left. And basically what they're doing, they're trying to get reads for a man or zone. And they come across right in the face of the linebackers. And there was a couple of times, I think one to uh, Brandon Cooks, where, you know, Alexander Singleton and Jonas Griffith didn't seem as though they were on the same page. And that ended up being, I think, maybe a good, uh, pick up on third down. This is where they need to get better. They need to identify what they're seeing pre-snap, communicate, hey, listen, if they do this, you bump, you slide, you do this, and I'll pass the guy to you. But it didn't seem as though they were uh, not doing that. Now, once again, we're not talking about crowd noise being the issue, but one of those things could be a key here is the chemistry working alongside of another guy. And I get it. People are going to say, well, they practice together, but practicing in game time are told two totally different things because guess what? If George Stoyer gets tired 
and he's supposed to tell Nick Ferguson something and he can't because he's got cotton mouth, then that's a problem, George. That's a huge problem. But these are the issues that the Broncos will have to fix. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, I mean, I think that they, they've obviously got some stuff to work on. I thought that, you know, Pierce for, for, the, te- for the Texans, their running back, had some really nice runs, really gashed them a few times. But when they needed to get stops, they got them. Yeah. And I think that that was an issue last year, right? Uh, when they need to get stops, they didn't always get those stops. Uh, and so I think you're seeing that. I think they're they're playing better against the run. And and again, that'll only get better when, when Josie Jewell gets back. I think DJ Jones has been a massive help. I mean, he had a great tackle. I think it was in the first quarter, maybe the first drive mm-hmm. um, that he, you know, busted through the line and, and got the guy behind the, behind the sticks. And so, you know, those type of plays are, are what's going to win you football games. And I think that, you know, the, the Broncos understand that. And I know Nathaniel Hackett, you know, spoke really highly of the defense after the game. Because, again, the defense – I know they the Broncos had to go down and score and the offense had to play well in the fourth quarter. But the defense won them that game, and, and Nathaniel Hackett talked about that after the game. The defense has been spect- spectacular. I mean, two weeks in a row. I mean, they are uh, exactly, you know, what they've been, and uh, they're just getting better. And, you know, we had a lot of guys, you know, slowly get out on, um, from the corner standpoint, and the guys st- went in there and stepped up, and I thought that was awesome. You know, Caden, you know, he had to come in. Uh, Kareem, all those guys, you know, they, they had a really good game. Josie hasn't been out there. So just seeing that, seeing how they're unified together and making plays is a big deal. Awesome. And that's Nathaniel Hackett via Broncos.com. Uh, we appreciate them letting us use the audio from after today's game. But, Nick, let me ask you a little bit more about this defense. I noticed that they do some different things where they'll have Baron Browning, Randy Gregory, and Bradley Chubb all in the game, um, and they'll bring in P.J. Locke maybe in the dime or, or whoever it is. How unique is that to see that in a defense, and how does that maybe complicate things for an offense, especially a young quarterback like Davis Mills? Yeah, we saw that uh, pretty much in training camp, them testing yeah. that out. I like to call that defense uh, NASCAR. I don't know what they call it, but I like to call it NASCAR. It's because you're getting athletic guys all on the field at the same time. And it caused complication, not just for the quarterback, George, but for the offensive line as they're trying to point out, well, who's a Mike linebacker, where they're trying to slide protection. But in this game, it's all about creating a mismatch and trying to take advantage of that mismatch. It's not something that you can make your everyday defense, and I don't think defensive coordinator Jura Ever was trying to do that, but you have to be able to mix that in every now and again just to kind of give the offense a little something to think about. But putting all those guys on the field at the same time, it, do, it does create some challenges. And if you can manipulate a little by bringing in the P.J. Lott as a guy to just kind of roam that middle and just kind of uh, be be a guy to pick up that leaky coverage, anyone out of the backfield or those short cor- crosses, then it, it works well with the defense. So it, it's great seeing those guys out there. And I can tell you this, I'm talking to them, they really enjoy that package that uh, they're able to roll out there against the Texans. So you just continue to build on your package, your scheme, week by week, see what works, see what doesn't. But so far, that package is working for the Denver Broncos. 
Yeah, I mean, I remember there was one play uh, today where I think they had Gregory on, on the left side, Chubb on the right, and then they had Barron come up in a rush, and he hit a spin move on the guard and was immediately at the quarterback. And it's like, man, that's a nasty that's a nasty group you've got rushing the quarterback there. Uh, and so it's going to be fun to watch those guys, and I think that they really feel good about how much depth they have there. I mean, they they didn't activate uh, the rookie Nick Benito today, so that tells you what they think of their depth um up front so it, it's going to be interesting to see the defense i think that it's a group that again is going to be the strength of this football team is going to win them football games this year they just need to stay healthy right uh, you can't lose you know you, you've lost probably your two best players in the secondary and justin simmons and pastor tan now i think that both those guys look back at some point this season and, and hopefully when you know they're going in you know the back half of the season and on a tough stretch right playing division games they need those guys to be back but I do think that this defense has showed some really good things again today, uh, and they're just playing good football. Nick, before we hit another break, I want to talk a little bit about special teams. And maybe I'm getting too into special teams, but I thought special teams was hit and miss today at times. I thought Montrell had some nice returns. He had the one really nice return that I think was you know, 15, something, some like 15, 16 yards, something like that. He had another one that was called back. Um, but what did you think of the special teams today, especially – the debacle of not having a punt returner one time you're getting delay of games on field goals i mean what did you what was your takeaway from special teams did they improve did they not improve no well they they improved so much better than uh last week uh it was the first game of the season just trying to get out of the gate uh, i thought uh coverage uh, was much better than it was last week as far as blocking up front on kickoff uh and punt return it, it, it once again being a special teams player I just feel that uh, I look at it a little different and I'm maybe a little more critical than I need to, but it needs to be much better because every time Montreal Washington has the ball in his hands, you, you see he wants to do something with it. Now, he may not know all the time what he wants to, but I just love the idea that, hey, I'm going to catch this ball, I'm going to get vertical, I'm going to make something happen. And once again, I, I would love for all the guys up front that's blocking for him or uh, kickoff return or punt return to just commit themselves, right? Not committing themselves to making the penalty, but commit yourself to say, well, my guy, when we turn on the film, he's not going to make the play. And once again, not having a punt returner on the field, to me, and listen, uh, there's no excuses for that. And I know, once again, Coach Stoops does a great job, but you know, trying to man that sideline with so many players, it can get quite confusing. And once again, here's another thing. Jerry Judy went out. We saw Kendall Hinton, Ty Tyree Cleveland, and we saw Montreal Washington. Maybe one of those times you, you got the special teams coach calling you over here, hey, punt return, and then someone else saying, hey, wide receiver, and guys don't go in. So I, I'm going to blame that both on the coach and the player, but this is a case where, George, communication has to get a lot better. Yeah, it, it does. Um, and I thought special teams was better today. I mean, Montreal, Mon Montreal Washington – stole a man's soul today on that one return. I mean, he, he, that guy might have to retire after the move. Stop it, George, stop. <laughs> he put a move on that dude. Uh, but I, you know, I, you can't let some of those things happen. And, and I, the, the, the delay of games, I don't really blame on special teams, right? I mean, that's Nathaniel Hackett having to make a decision on, am I going to go for it? Am I going to kick it? What's going on here? And he even talked about that post game is like, Hey, I've got to figure that out. I've got to, I've got to be a better communicator about that. Uh, and so we'll, we're going to jump into more Hackett stuff here after the break, Nick, and we'll get your, your thoughts on, you know, hitting the panic button, booing the head coach, booing 
you know, the star quarterback that you've been waiting for forever. But uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll dive into a little bit more about that.